2: Hope everybody had a great Christmas and didn't get too snowed or really iced in was the problem. Uh, Very cold weathers. It's supposed to warm up. I think it's supposed to break the freezing mark as it rises. The temperature rises here a little bit later this afternoon. But boy, it was a cold few days. And again, hope you had some time off and enjoyed the holidays. And uh, we've got a short week this week. I'll have a show today until noon and we'll be back again on Friday. But other than that... Uh, The middle part of the week, I'll be off for an annual holiday uh, basketball camp that I've run now for a number of years, so that'll take uh, my days the next few mornings for sure. But uh, we'll be back with you again on Friday, and it's kind of a good time if we're going to take a break. I know a lot of you are in the middle of holiday stuff and in and out of town and special events and maybe off from work, and you're not in your normal listening schedule for radio and podcasts, so it probably doesn't matter all that much, and Uh, probably best of all for this break, Indiana is off until well after the first of the year when they take on Iowa, so a much-needed break for this Indiana basketball team. It probably could not come at a better time uh, for this team, and today we'll kind of size up where this team is with non-conference play in the book, and a lot of the players have dispersed home for at least a few days to enjoy a short holiday break before they return and get ready for the Big Ten portion of the schedule coming up here after the first of the year. So maybe we'll look back on this Christmas time break for this team, uh, given some of their struggles, given some of the injuries, the fact that this team seems to be beat up just a little bit and think it was a really good thing. Or perhaps if Indiana comes out flat in the new year, we think the break is a bad thing. We'll have to see how... Things play out. But I I think it's a good thing for this team to get a little bit of a break, and uh, this could work out, I think, in Indiana's advantage as they get back rolling again in 2023. Let's take a look at the show lineup for today a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany, segment one here in just a moment. A look at our daily headlines, and we've got lots to get to kind of where things stand with this Indiana team headed into the new year. Also, a few other notes to pass along. Uh, Really neat story about Anthony Leal and what he is using some of his NIL money for. If you didn't see it, I think it kind of went viral on uh, social media if you follow any of the IU stuff there over the weekend. But a pretty cool story. Anthony Leal, really a bench player this season for the Hoosiers, but doing something pretty cool with uh, some of the proceeds that he has made uh, from being an IU basketball player. So we'll cover that and more. Couple other things to mention a little bit later as well, so stay with us for that and all coming your way here a little bit later in this hour. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will also join. Mike is always with us in the 11 a.m. hour on Tuesday segment two, I should say on Tuesdays as we discuss the very latest with IU basketball. And more. Plenty to catch up on with Mike as well as we get set for the new year and Big Ten Conference play. That's a look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honeybake Tam in New Albany. And don't forget about the Thornton's text line. That number is 502 414 1450. Again, 502 414 1450. Right now at Thornton's, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant or a steak and egg burrito, or any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app and register today for Refreshing Rewards so you can earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. Make sure you check out that promotion today. Let's dive into some headlines here in this opening segment. Where is Indiana at heading into the season? Well, we haven't been together. We haven't had a show since the Kennesaw State game last week. Last Friday night, that was when all the weather had just moved into the area and it looked like a very dull crowd, to say the least, uh, at Assembly Hall for a game that was really a lackluster contest. However, the game was probably uh, much more exciting than what a lot of us thought it would be because Indiana was missing some key players like Trace Jackson Davis and Indiana struggled at big portions of that game to finish off Kennesaw State and get the win and close out the non-conference schedule. I think that win highlighted some of the struggles that this Indiana program has had in recent games. Yes, they took on great competition with losses against Arizona and Kansas, but they didn't look great against Elon, although they won handily and pulled away from them solid in the second half, and they definitely did not look good against Kennesaw State. So here's the thing, if you were told back in November, before the season, that Indiana would be 10-3 and coming out of the holidays, headed on to Iowa to open Big Ten play. I think everybody would be very pleased with that record. I don't think there's any question about that. If you told uh, Indiana fans that two of the losses would be Arizona and Kansas, Arizona on a neutral floor in Vegas, a good big Arizona team, uh, a good Kansas team on the road, a loss there at Fall Gallon. I don't think... Indiana fans would have any problem with that. Maybe the way those games went, especially that Kansas game, which really turned into a blowout, that would probably be a bit of a concern if you knew that. The Rector's loss I think is more frustrating than anything to Indiana fans because Rector's has had the number of Indiana in recent years. It's been a tough place to play. They've been a good team in the Big Ten Conference, and maybe this was the year that Indiana should have got them even on the road, and they didn't do it. But still, those three losses against three high major quality teams, two of them very, very good teams, I don't think anybody would have any concern about. However, it's the way that Indiana has lost those games and the way that they've played even in some of their recent wins, see Elon and Kennesaw State, which is what I think has this fan base kind of on edge right now as we think ahead to Big Ten play and how tough and grueling. That could be. So that's my take. Ten and three great. Indiana's still in the the top twenty five. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. That's great as well. There's a lot of excitement. There's some momentum with the program. There's some players to be excited about. There is no question about any of that. But, The way they've been playing lately is going to catch up with them in the Big Ten Conference if some change and some improvements aren't made here soon in the coming weeks as they get ready to enter an all-Big Ten schedule once we get through the New Year holiday. So again, I'll go back to my earlier point that I think a break for this team to get healthy and charged up and hopefully get a lot of work in, a lot of shooting in, will be good for this IU team. That is my vote. We'll see how it plays out. Also, a couple other notes to pass along. IU basketball uh, in the top 25, once again. uh, I think what they moved up a couple spots to number 16. So despite beating two mid-major opponents and really not playing great in either of those games, especially the Kennesaw State game, good news to see Indiana bump up uh, a few spots in the poll. Just to look at things, the top 25, Purdue, remains number one. And, of course, Indiana has two matchups with Purdue still forthcoming this season. Wisconsin, number 15, that's an upcoming game in the Big Ten schedule for the Hoosiers. And then Maryland, Illinois, Ohio State, and Michigan State, all conference foes, are receiving votes as well. I read that the Big Ten conference, with uh, seven teams ranked or receiving votes, is the most by any conference in the country. Of course, Saturday, January 14th. That is the Wisconsin game at Assembly Hall. Every Big Ten game is a test. Every Big Ten game offers an opportunity for it to be a, a big challenge, especially road games. But that home game against Wisconsin will be a great mid-season challenge for this Indiana team. Mid, I should say mid-January challenge for this Indiana team. And really, on paper, their first real Big Ten challenge. Now, Iowa will not be easy. None of the games will be easy. But the Wisconsin game, definitely a big one, a big test coming up uh, for this Indiana team. One feel-good story, this is a perfect holiday story, is Anthony Leal. You may have seen this, but there was a video recorded, put out by, I think it was Anthony's mother. A pretty amazing video. Uh, Over the holidays, they're sitting around, uh, I look like maybe opening presents on Christmas Day, Christmas morning. And uh, Anthony gifted his sister, uh, paying off her student loan debt. Uh, I don't know how much she owed. It's none of our business, but uh, she uh, is at Indiana as a student. She started her career uh, playing small college basketball up at DePaul, a Division three school in Greencastle. And I understand she was a non-scholarship player there. And she graduated from IU just as a student last week. So perfect timing for her, a graduate at the holiday break, Anthony Leal announces to his sister and family uh, around the Christmas tree on Saturday, on Sunday, I should say, that he's going to take care of her student loan debt using his NIL money or some of his NIL money. A couple things. Number one, that's awesome. That's a great way for NIL money to be used. It also is great publicity. I hate to say that, but for Anthony Leal and his family and even for IU basketball that a player... Uh, is that responsible, that thoughtful, that caring with money that he really essentially has made off his name, image, and likeness as being a college basketball player. The other side of that is I have no idea how much she owed uh, or how much had been paid along the way and if this was a full uh, debt that needed to be taken care of or she had been working on it throughout college. But no matter what it was, impressive as well, a message sent here that Anthony Leal, who has hardly played this season for the Hoosiers, uh, has enough NIL money coming in that he can take care of his sister's student debt, student loans. I would think that that in itself would be a statement that Indiana may not be the best right now in NIL and bringing in money for its players through sponsorships and deals and, and other unique opportunities, but the fact that a bench player can help pay off or can pay off student loan debt for his sister, um, it it shows you those guys are making some money from top to bottom, from starters to non-starters, from stars to bench players. uh, Those guys are definitely making some money through the efforts of the university to, to try to create opportunities for all athletes, but also through obviously the fandom and stardom that comes with being a men's basketball player at Indiana as well. So Pretty cool stuff, and again, during the holidays, a really neat story, and kudos to the Leal family for getting that big announcement, that big present on video, uh, able to share it with a very passionate fan base. And I tell you, there's a lot of positives about Anthony Leal. He played at Bloomington South. He was Mr. Basketball in the state. Um, I don't know what his future looks like as far as playing time or a role this season on the Indiana team, But things like what he did with his sister uh, to help her with the debt obviously makes him a fan favorite. And the fact that even as a bench player, he is constantly on his feet, constantly cheering. He's an energy guy for the team on the bench. And all these things put together, I think, will make him a favorite on the IU roster. Probably help him with more NIL deals, to be quite honest. So pretty neat story for him, I thought, coming out of the holiday weekend as well. Uh, And a couple other things to mention. We actually have a lot of high school basketball this week. Tonight, I'll be headed to Seymour this evening. We have New Albany at Seymour. I think it'll be a very competitive game. The Bulldogs off to a great start, but they have a really challenging week. They've got Seymour, a Hoosier Hills Conference opponent tonight. Then they've got Centerville, Ohio with IU recruit Gabe Cups coming up on Thursday night. If you know anything about Gabe Cupps' team, Yes, he's a big part of that team, but there are some other great players on the Centerville, Ohio team as well. And then after that for New Albany, January 6th, they're at Jeffersonville. So a really big three-game stretch here for New Albany coming out of the Christmas holiday. New Albany 6-1. and one. They've had a great start except for getting blasted on the road uh, by a very good Zionsville team. And I tell you, tonight you could look at it on paper and say Seymour is 1-6 New Albany should win that game and maybe win that game handily. I would not go that far. Seymour is solid. I had Seymour being, I don't want to say a competitor, but being solid in the Hoosier Hills Conference this year in a team that maybe you didn't want to see in the sectional because of how they play and because of the great job that Coach Kirk Manns does. But they have struggled at times but been in a lot of games and had uh, some very good competition so far this season. They've had a loss to a good Corden team, Corden just in our area to the west, having a good season. They lost to Columbus North. They lost to a really good Brownstown team led by Jack Benner. Franklin, another 4 18 clipped him in a six-point game. Jeffersonville able to beat them 53-38. Jennings County really good. They beat them 52-37. Jennings County a winner there over Seymour. And the one win was their last game at Whiteland in overtime. Seymour edged out a 57-54 win. So I think it'll be a good game tonight. New Albany probably the slight favorite but even on the road, but Seymour will be tough, and I think we'll have a great game tonight. So if you don't want to battle the weather and the cold and head up to Seymour, you can lock in with me tonight. We'll be on the air around 7-15 with pregame coverage, Uh, but look forward to being in Seymour for a Hoosier Hills Conference broadcast. Also on Wednesday, we will be at Silver Creek for the Holiday Tournament Championship game. That very likely, if things play out tonight correctly, as we think that they should or will, Uh, would be a Providence-Silver Creek championship game, which should be fun on Wednesday. So two high school broadcasts here early in the week, New Albany at Seymour on this Tuesday night, and the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament championship game coming up on Wednesday. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will be with me. The latest in IU basketball is next. A break for this Indiana team probably just what the doctor ordered we'll talk about that next right here on the hoosier report with matt dennison
0: Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, best all, he hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I Join Matt Daily at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective.
1: You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a
0: few moments. Here's Matt Dennison.
2: And we're back on this Tuesday program. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier always joins in this segment on Tuesdays. And, Mike, I know it's a busy time here during the holidays. Great to catch up with you. Hope you had a great Christmas. Our final chat of 2022. We've had a lot of them, but this will be it here for this year.
1: Yeah, happy holidays to you, Matt. Always enjoy talking to you, and it is hard to believe that we're here and turning the corner into the Big Ten season here next week.
2: Absolutely. I said this in the opening segment today, and I think this is a very common thought right now, but the holidays, a time for players to get home for a few days, and really after Indiana's, I hate to say, but some struggles here, even in games they've won, Uh, like that Kennesaw State game, a great example of this Indiana team just not playing great basketball right now. This break could be a really good thing, I think, for Indiana.
1: Yeah, and I think first and foremost, I think it's great for Trace Jackson Davis, who I, I don't think has been right since he took a fall or whatever he did in that Miami game a long time ago and injured his back. Um, I, I just don't think he's been himself since, since that game. Obviously, he sat out a couple games last week, and to have now, you know, this 12-day layoff that they have, I think, you know, obviously, no one needs to be told he's the, the, the critical piece to what they're trying to do. To so, a chance to get him back to 100% is really vital. Um, you know, I, I don't ever remember IU basketball having a layoff this long at this time of year one of the things I've been looking at or, or wanted to look at to see if I could find one that, that's comparable, but in any event, just having it right now I, I think is vitally important for for Jackson Davis, especially when you got, you know, Xavier Johnson out for, you know, at least a couple months here. Uh, you know, being down a second starter the way they were last week is, is not going to, not going to work going into Big Ten play for
2: sure. Talking with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, I was going to ask you, Mike, I know you keep pretty good records on the program. I Just a quick glance here, I can't think of another uh, season in recent memory where there was this much of a break as far as a uh, number of days without a game for this team. That that does seem very unique, very different.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And sorry I don't have that. that data for you i you know what we can talk about it again next week because we indiana still won't have played a game by, by this time next week um but but i i can't recall anything like that i know there's been like you know maybe seven eight days or, around this time i also know that they've played games like on new year's eve and uh things like that so so it, it varies and, and you know a lot of times it's just you know when you can find a a window that fits for for both teams. But I I cannot off the top of my head recall anything like this and talking with other people that have been around for a long time, longer than what I've been doing here. Um, Nobody could come up with that either over the last week when I was talking to people about it
2: let's uh let's go through this team here the injury situations starting with trace jackson davis which players need this break the most and tell us what you know about the guys that have been beat up here a little bit on this team
1: yeah i mean trace as far as i know the only thing that that's serious that he's dealing with is a lower back issue i don't think it's like a medical injury i think it's just more soreness that that he's dealing with and trying trying to manage um you know he had the the right hand thing that that everybody saw in the first month of the season but in the Kansas game he he had nothing on his right hand so i think that one is behind him and especially here with the, these next couple of weeks so you just got to hope that the guy can you know have what will in effect be you know 3 weeks off without a game i'm sure they're managing his practice time and everything else um, you, you just got to hope that he can come back and be 100% for this you know next two two and a half three months whatever it ends up being stretch run through through the big 10 because you know i think i think if anything was clear over the over that kennesaw state game is that indiana you know is just not the same team with, without him he they, they need him as a difference maker um and and then you got xavier johnson who i think everybody knows is out for a extended amount of time he, he's been interesting on social media to follow him he I, you, you know I, I don't know if he's trying to just put a positive spin on it or speak things into existence he's saying things like you know it's, it's going to be short it's going to be like six weeks uh, i'm not sure anybody really knows at this point um you know you got to actually start to he, he's had surgery on his foot but then you got to see how it heals and you know then, then he's got to get himself back into playing shape you know it's not like a uh, uh, an arm injury or, or something like that where you can continue to do a lot of high-level intensive training well, while you rehab. I'm sure he can do some things here down the road like swimming or, or maybe other non-impact type things, but but it, when it's your foot, obviously it's a whole different kind of rehab process that requires a conditioning and stamina element that, he, that he's going to have to regain once he's fully healed. So um, you know, the best I could tell you on that one is, you know, the most optimistic outlook might be that he returns it in late February.
2: Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, talking about some of this uh, IU roster that really needs a break beat up as they head into the first of the year. Uh, Jalen Hood, Shafino back injuries I know have – I don't want to say kept him out recently, but he did miss three games before the last few. Um, Is he somebody else to really watch from an injury concern or perspective with some of these other guys you just mentioned?
1: Yeah, I think only from the standpoint that that's something that has been recurring for him going back to high school. So, um, you know, backs are so tricky, as everybody knows. Um, You don't know when it's going to flare up or when you just twist or turn the, the wrong way to to, to re-trigger it, so um, you know, I think to to my untrained eye, he's looked completely fine out there uh, since, since he's been back. Maybe maybe a little bit of a rust in that Kansas game, just more from just a speed of the game aspect, not so much as back, um, but but I thought he looked really good. He's been shooting the ball really well since he's been back. I think he's over 50% from three in his last four games, so um, no, no overarching concerns beyond just the, the unpredictability of, of a back issue.
2: Talking with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, uh, we'll get back to some on-the-court stuff in a moment, but really neat story during the holidays. Anthony Leal paying off his sister's student loans with NIO money. The family put out a kind of a Christmas Day video with, uh, with the details and the announcement, and you get to see the real love and joy from that family, and boy, his sister sure appreciative of that. I remember her as a basketball player at Bloomington South. She was a good one. I know she went to DePaul, which is an expensive, small NAI-level program, or Division three program, I should say, up in Greencastle, and then finished as just a student at Indiana and graduated just before the holiday. So, pretty neat to see that. It does beg the question. Uh, I know we don't know details on Trace or some of these guys that are really bringing it in, but if Anthony Leal, who essentially is a bench warmer for Indiana, can afford to pay off college debt for his sister, um, how much are some of these guys potentially bringing in? They've got to be doing pretty good with this.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're right. None of that stuff is public, but I, I had the same thought that you know that they they must be doing okay. It, you know, college debt is no no minor expense. I don't obviously I have no clue what what his sister owed, but I know what I owed a long time ago, and I'm sure it's uh, a multiple of that at at this point. So, um, you know, he he's obviously a little bit unique because he's a a Bloomington kid, and he's got a, kind of his own uh, unique NIL opportunities. I'm sure because he's very well known locally. Um, you know. He, we, we think of him as maybe the 13th guy on the roster, but, but he's probably got more earnings potential than, say, like, you know, Logan Duncan or, or Caleb Banks or some of the guys that aren't as well known and, and haven't been in the program as long either. So, so it's hard to know exactly, but to be able to do that, you know, is, again, it's not a minor expense. So um, it, it tells you that there is a really nice floor, at least, to, to what an IU basketball is making from an NIL perspective to, to be able to do something like that. I mean, NIL has only been around, what is it, a, a year and a half at this point? So so he's been able to accumulate whatever he's been able to do in a, a relatively short amount of time as well. So very neat story, and, and I'd say very encouraging. Probably probably something Indiana can even use out on the periphery as a recruiting tool to say, "Hey, look, you know, Anthony Leo, great kid, great, great player, but but not a, a star on a national basis." And and look what he's able to do financially for, for his family. So, um, kind of kind of a neat aspect from that angle as well.
2: Yeah, I would think that, especially for in-state recruits. Uh, boy, the opportunity to, to be on that IU roster, even on down that roster, should be coveted because of Anthony Lil showing that you can bring in, I would think, some pretty serious cash through NIL. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, he's always with me Tuesdays on the program Let's look ahead. Iowa is the next challenge. We've talked about the long break that exists. That game is not until well after the new year. Uh, Iowa has had some touch-and-go moments themselves. I know they, too, have been battling some injuries, and they had a really bad loss at home uh, to eastern Illinois right before the Christmas holiday.
1: Yeah, hard to imagine a more (laughs) disappointing or ugly loss, however you want to phrase it, than that one. Eastern Illinois is, like, outside of the top 300 in Kimpom They They actually have two interesting IU basketball connections on that Eastern Illinois program. That The head coach is Marty Simmons, who a lot of people will remember played for Bob Knight um, back in the early 80s. And then one of their reserve forwards is Kyle Thomas, who is the son of Daryl Thomas, former Guy, IU basketball player from the, the '80s, the late Daryl Thomas. Um, uh, so, so two interesting angles. I think I think Kyle had a really good game against Iowa in that contest as, as well. So, um, what what's really neat about, or not neat, but just kind of interesting about the the way the scheduling is working out. We talk about this long layoff for Indiana between now and that game against Iowa on January 5th. Iowa actually plays two Big Ten games. Uh, one, one this week and one this weekend, so whatever, you know, they might get a chance to kind of work out the bugs or work out the kinks. They're they're both on the road at Nebraska and at Penn State. couple tricky games for them, but, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of respond. I don't know the injury status of Murray, who's the main one missing in that Eastern Illinois game. Uh, whether or not they'll get him back. But but it's just interesting the way the schedule worked out, that they're going to play two Big Ten games before IU even returns to action next week.
2: Yeah, amazing. I don't know if you saw it or not, and I don't have the story pulled up. I meant to have it uh, in front of you today for our conversation. But uh, the Maryland coach, uh, Coach Willard, uh, had some really damning comments on the Big Ten scheduling process after one of his team's recent games he went through and you know highlighted to me some reasonable points maybe some others weren't as reasonable but about how crazy and unbalanced and awkward at times the Big Ten uh, scheduling process is and of course he's got a great read on things because he just is new coming into the Big Ten uh, after a long and pretty successful run in the Big East with Seton Hall but he really Uh, put the two conferences uh, against each other as far as their uh, scheduling processes. And he went as far as to say, and I'm paraphrasing here, but that the Big Ten, their lack of national championship success as far as having a national champion in recent years uh, is on the conference because of the way they don't help their teams by – Grueling schedules and road games back to back to back and late evening games nine o'clock tips. He really broke that down as far as what that means for a student athlete. Did you see that? And did you have any rebuttal or response to that?
1: Yeah, I did see it, and I, I agree. I thought he made a lot of good points in terms of you know the the scheduling and the way the ways it could be improved um but i didn't agree with kind of connecting it to ncaa tournament success that that part of it really didn't resonate with me at all i mean i've always thought of that as uh being one you know the, if you really look at recruiting history over the last 20 years the big 10's kind of been a step below uh some of the other conferences in in terms of bringing in you know a lot of high end talent, so I think that's a major part of it. I think playing style in the Big Ten is another major reason in my mind anyway. just the the amount of physicality that that is goes on in the big Ten compared to what goes on nationally. I don't think that translates in in March very well. so so that part I, I had a tough time seeing the connection he was trying to make. i'm I'm sure there's some legitimacy to it. He obviously knows a lot more about. College basketball than I do, having lived it and breathed it as long as he has. So, so I don't want to completely discount it, but that part of it didn't make a lot of sense to me. But there is just, just this troubling aspect to me of, of the Big Ten, and it's not going anywhere because it's you know the, there's so many teams in the conference you can't play a true round robin anymore. So there's always this inherent inequity in the scheduling in terms of you know some teams are going to just get a lot easier. through the the conference than others and and I don't really have a good answer for how you go about fixing that. I mean, I think a lot of people would look back at Indiana's 2016 Big Ten title and say that they gained a lot of benefit from not having to play a real tough conference schedule. I think going into this season, I looked at a team like Illinois and thought, man, they they could be the favorite just by virtue of who they don't have to play and where they don't have to play. So, I think you're always going to have that and with adding UCLA and USC next year, I think it's it's only going to get worse because it's going to be even harder to, for everybody to go everywhere and see every other team. Um, I, so I, I do think there needs to be tweaks, but but I don't necessarily agree that it's nec- hurting the, the conference when it comes to winning national titles.
2: Mike, as we think ahead about Big Ten play, we know Indiana opens play with Iowa after the first of the year, but looking at the most recent Associated Press poll – surprised to see indiana move up i guess even though they aren't playing well they did get two wins and uh, some other teams had losses but really amazing the number of big 10 teams that are ranked in the top 25 or that at least a very minimum are receiving votes once again as we start to think about Big Ten basketball the rest of the way, January, February, and March to finish up the season and get in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. It's going to be a tough uh, slate each and every game. We know road games are really tough in the Big Ten, but once again this year, even though I think some people maybe didn't have this thought, Big Ten is a real player as far as in the conversation at least for I think best conference in college basketball this season. A lot of good teams in there once again this season.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Purdue, I think you can put them in the elite conversation. And then after that, I think there's just a lot of balance. It's it's crazy to look at Indiana's remaining schedule on Ken Palm for, for people that that subscribe to that outlet. Um you, Except for a road trip to Minnesota, every remaining game on Indiana's schedule is against a top 48 or better team, so that that gives you a sense of you know how balanced the league is. Most of them are teams in the 30s and 40s, so it's not like you look at a lot of these games and think you know that there's just no way Indiana's going to get through this. But there's not going to be any easy games, any nights off, um, you know, especially since that one game outside the top. Forty-eight is on the road. You know, everybody knows none of those games are easy. But teams like Penn State is ranked thirty-fourth, in in Ken Palm, they went on the on the road and won at Illinois. I mean, that that's a team that I don't think anybody thought too much of coming into the season. Um, Maryland is another one that you know people had in the bottom of half of the league. They, they've had some impressive wins here early on. So there was just looking up and down this slate. There, there are just not going to be any games that, that you look at the rest of the way that you think, okay, check that one off. That that's a win you can kind of look ahead. But um, and, and looking at how Indiana's played, you know, at Rutgers and then you know i think arizona and kansas are are probably a little bit a step above anything indiana's going to see the rest of the way here but that rutgers game on the road is is very concerning when you think about going on the road in the big 10 i think you're going to see a lot more of that tough physical defensive style that they saw that day and and they're going to have to come up with answers because i think if there's one thing about indiana right now that it's it's concerning it was you know, games like that, when when teams can really, you know, throw a size at you, throw athleticism at you, try to take Trace Jackson Davis away, what is your response? And there's going to be a whole heck of a lot of that here over the next couple of months.
2: No question. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike, I know high school basketball takes front and center this week. There's a lot of great holiday tournaments across the state, really across the country. Some take place before Christmas, and others take place right between the Christmas and New Year holidays when school is out of session. Any uh, things stand out to you as far as where an IU target or an IU recruit is at that uh, maybe coaches with some of this downtime will make an appearance to check out some players?
1: I mean, I think they'll be all over the place. One of the things that's really Changed in terms of IU basketball recruiting with the new staff here is that they're not, I mean, they certainly are in state focused, but it's not as heavy as it was in the Archie Miller era. Some of that's by necessity because the, the classes of 2023 and 2024 weren't super deep or talented from, from an in state perspective, so they've had to branch out. You know, you look out to 2025 with. Jalen Harrelson and Trent Sisley. Obviously, I was laser focused on those two kids, and they'll they'll be. I think they both play this week, if I remember the, the schedule correctly. Um, but you know, out in Georgia, out in the DC metro area, um, you know, throughout the southeast, you know, there's also several targets in Pennsylvania and Ohio. I think this is much more. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a national recruiting focus because they don't get out to kind of the western half of the country too much, but from you know, the Mississippi River on the east, I think indiana has got this covered in a unique way that they necessarily haven't had in recent history. And I think you will just continue to see that you know this week, next week and on into the future because I think they've got some pretty good connectivity to most of the eastern half of the country.
2: Absolutely. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is with us uh, each Tuesday on the program. Mike, again, hope you had a great Christmas. Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, We'll talk with you again uh, in early 2023.
1: Sounds great, Matt. Look forward to it.
2: All right, Mike Schumann with us here. Tuesday's on the program, a great resource for IU basketball. You can read his work at thedailyhoosier.com, at daily underscore Hoosier. He's a great follow on Twitter as well. And It's hard to believe, just to kind of put this in perspective, we'll talk with Mike again next Tuesday uh, and still be a few days in advance of Indiana's next basketball game. I mean, I'm so used to once the season finally gets here, that the games come so hot and heavy, you can hardly keep up with everything. Uh, but this is uh, this is a nice breather, I think, for everybody. And uh, boy, I will sure be ready even before that, Indiana. Iowa game in early January. I'll still be ready for some of the other Big Ten action here after the new year as well. I know the focus will be on football. There are some big bowl games coming up this week and, of course, uh, over the weekend and early into next week as well. But uh, uh, definitely looking forward to the return of Big Ten basketball. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back to talk about the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament and some other high school basketball topics for you as we move into the week after christmas the final week of the 2022 calendar stay with us this is the hoosier report with matt dennison And we're back here on this Tuesday program, a real quick segment to wrap up the show. Don't forget we're out. I'm out uh, tomorrow and Thursday, and I'll be back with you Friday, and uh, then we enter the new year after that. So uh, a quick week, short week. Uh, Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's to everybody uh, listening. Appreciate all of you. And again, look forward to being back with you on Friday. Also, holiday hoops, holiday basketball. We'll be in Seymour tonight, New Albany at Seymour on the air around 7.20 with our pregame coverage there. And then Wednesday night, it'll be the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament Championship game, and we should be on around 7.20, 7.30, but uh, because of the two games, the consolation game first, could be on a little later than what we normally come on for high school broadcast. But those games both coming up uh, today and tomorrow. Then don't forget Thursday night, we don't have the broadcast here, but an opportunity to see Gabe Cups, an IU commit in the 2023 senior class, uh, his Centerville, Ohio team, coached by his father, who we'll try to have him on a little bit later in the week. Uh, they will play at the Doghouse in New Albany. Uh, don't know that it'll be a great game. They should very much overpower New Albany. But uh, still, would be neat to see. I know a lot of fans want to see Gabe Cups up close and personal, and you'll have a chance to do so Thursday night. Looking across the state, uh, Jeffersonville's up at the Paul Logan Tournament. It's a two-day deal at North Central. Floyd Central plays up in Indianapolis as well here. In a few days and you know like the Hall of Fame Classic in Newcastle it's one of the great holiday tournaments but really no Southern Indiana interest on the boys or the girls side this year and uh, a lot of the big tournaments really no local Interest as far as Southern Indiana goes. I do know that Kokomo has a tournament. It's an 18 tournament called the Phil Cox Memorial Tournament, and I would be on the lookout there for IU coaches. And you can bet a lot of college coaches are going to be checking out those games at Kokomo because of Flory Badunga, the star junior there at Kokomo. Uh, But definitely he will be an attraction. I would be just absolutely flabbergasted if we don't see IU coaches there. And I'll be honest with you, I was told uh, that Coach Woodson very likely will be in New Albany on Thursday night uh, to watch Gabe Cups and the Centerville, Ohio team take on New Albany. So this downtime for the Hoosiers is also... Uh, an opportunity for the coaches to make some travels and really hit the trail and the holiday tournaments are kind of a great time to do so. Have a great Tuesday Don't forget, no show Wednesday or Thursday, but I will be back with you Friday at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.